0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message.
1: Anger and bitterness is not something that is restricted to a group of people, it's not only restricted to men or women or to boys or girls. Okay? It's something that is universal. No matter how holy you think you are, no matter how mature you think you are, no matter how experienced the things of God that you think you have, you, every one of us are open to anger and to bitterness. So the issue is not whether you are going to get angry, because you are going to get angry. The issue is not that you are going to get bitter. It's not about that you are going to get bitter. There is going to be temptation to become bitter about the situations in life. And that was what Paul the Apostle was talking about when he was writing to the Ephesian church. In Ephesians chapter 4, reading from verse number 26, Paul the Apostle said, He said, Be angry, but do not sin. Which means, you as a believer, there is going to be a time when you are going to be angry. Our Lord Jesus Christ was angry. The Bible told us that he was so angry, he was so pissed, that when he got to church and he saw the people who were turning the church into a, mile, like a casino, he decided to turn the table upside down. So there is going to be anger. He said, Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your rods. In other words, anger and bitterness will affect everybody. The question is, how are you going to deal with the issue of anger? How are you going to deal with the issue of bitterness when it comes to you? When you see a situation that, that really makes your, your blood to start boiling, when you get to the point where something inside of you just doesn't go right, how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to handle it? When you are tempted to become angry and bitter, what do you do? That is the real issue. Because the issue of whether I'm going to get angry, everybody will get angry. Especially when you're heading out tomorrow morning, you're going to work, and somebody crosses you on the freeway. Definitely you're going to go to some, some choice word that you don't want the pastor to hear about. And it's okay. Because even the pastor sometimes really gets, well, let's leave that one alone. The real issue is not whether you are going to be angry, like I said. The issue is, how are you going to deal with it when it comes? Now, for you to begin to understand how you are going to deal with anger and bitterness in our life, you must first of all understand what anger is all about. What is this thing called anger, and why is it so dangerous? What is anger, and why is it so dangerous? Anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure, or hostility. When you say somebody is angry, you're talking about somebody who is completely annoyed. Somebody who is displeased about something. And somebody who might begin to show some hostile tendencies towards other people. When a person is angry, there are two things that we see. The first thing is that it tells us that something matters to you. Somebody is touching something that is close to you. That's why you are not happy about it. And it tells you that you feel that something is wrong. So anger is something that is personal Anger is something that encroaches upon our personal space So anger is something that we feel is not right It's not properly aligned okay? So it identify that something matters to you It identifies something is wrong So anger tells us that that thing that is important to you is what you consider to be what is not right. And because you say it's not right, it gives us an idea that you react to it. You show some response because you see that thing is close to you and it is not right. That's what motivates anger inside of us. Now there are generally two types of anger. That is what we as Christians refer to as the righteous indignation, which is righteous anger. Which is what I just described concerning our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ saw that the temple of the Lord Almighty was being desecrated and he did what? He was so angry, he kicked them out. It is good. Sometimes it is good for us to be angry. Many of, many of us believers have now become so polite. We have now become so polite that the things that are supposed to make us angry don't even move us anymore. You see somebody walking to church, chewing chewing gum, and drawing slippers, and behaving anyhow, and you are not even angry. Nothing moves inside your spirit. That is when you are supposed to be angry, because even if you don't like the president of the country today, you, can, you cannot be in a room, and you walk in there, you are chewing chewing gum, and you are behaving anyhow. You can't do that. When he's addressing the nation, you don't pick up your phone, and you are in his presence. You don't pick up your phone, and you are texting while he's speaking. You don't do that. And we do that in the house of God. There is righteous indignation. And there is also unrighteous indignation, which is more like raw anger, born out of pride and jealousy. And that is what most of us feel. Where we feel something has injured us. We feel that our ego has been bruised. We feel that something is not supposed to be, it's not where it's supposed to be, and we respond. And that is the raw, unrighteous indignation, the raw, unrighteous anger, born out of pride and jealousy. And so we talk about, you know, that's what anger is all about. What about the second part of it? The bitterness part. What is bitterness? Bitterness, on the other hand, is a resentful sin, a feeling of anger that would result in intense antagonism and hostility towards another person. In other words, it is an anger that has been sitting, an anger that has been simmering. You know, when you are when cooking something and you just put it on low heat, and that thing is just cooking, it's just cooking. And the opportunity comes. You just say something, you're looking good today, and that person just flips the lid. And everything just goes ballistic. You just wonder, what did I say? It's not what you said, it's what is already cooking under. Bitterness is anger that is under on the low heat, that is getting ready to explode at any point in time. It's a pressure that is being built up. Anger is resentful, is resentful cynicism, uh, cynicism that results in intense antagonism or hostility towards others. Now, anger and bitterness, they have this similarity. They're not the same, but they have this similarity. And I'll just quickly go over the similarities of these of this, of this two things. Anger usually comes first. And if you leave it unresolved, it turns into bitterness. Okay? Somebody has done something to piss you off. Instead of you to resolve that thing in your mind, you let it sit there. So anytime you see that person, you look at him. He was the one that said that thing. He was the one that did this thing. That thing keeps sitting there, and for some reason, that person does another thing again. He said, "That's what you did yesterday. Now you are doing it again today." It's still sitting there, and then you keep adding on to it, adding on to it, adding on to it, and then a day will come that person might just be walking and say, "How are you? Don't ask me. What did you do yesterday? You know, you just flip." It's because there has been some unresolved issue going on. So anger usually comes first. But when it is not resolved, it turns into bitterness. Number two, anger is always temporary. And that is why if you watch movies a lot, you see people throw a or throw something over, throw something. They are, emo- they are releasing that emotion of anger. But what you find is bitterness is more lasting. Because bitterness feeds upon itself. Like I was telling you, see somebody does something wrong. You did not deal with that issue. But that person comes back and does something else again. You keep piling it and piling it and piling it. And then what happens is that you now have a lot of frame of reference. Yo, this is what he did in 2002. This is what it did in 2003. This is what it did in 2010. And then you keep going and going and going and going. And then at the end of the day, you find out that you have piled so much, you don't even know where to start anymore. And that's when you come to resolving the issue, you keep bringing up all sorts of examples. Anger is temporary, but bitterness is more lasting. Number three, anger is not always bad, just like I said. There is a bad anger, there is something that is not bad. When you see injustice, you see a little girl being raped by another person. You see injustice in the community, and you are angry about it. That is not ordinary, which means anger is not always bad. When you see injustice, you are supposed to react to it. Okay? But bitterness is never good. When you have somebody in your mind that you keep that person there, it's just like, you know, this, there is this, is it a jack-in-the-box, that thing that you open and it pops out, and then you try to push it back into it. That's what most of us do with anger. Because you are Christians, you don't want to be labeled as an angry Christian. So what happened? You come to church, you are looking good. But inside of you, there is a storm that is brewing. All they have to do is that the pastor has to be careful, let him know what he's saying. Or the pastor's wife doesn't have to cross my way because if he does, I'm going to show him that I'm not that kind of a uh, you know, Jesus said we should be that Jesus said that we should turn the other cheek but I'm not going to turn my own. I mean, you can't you you begin to quote us of scriptures to justify your action. Anger is not always bad, but bitterness is never good because bitterness is repressed anger. The one that you have not given uh, uh, an opportunity to release itself. Bitterness keeps us from being happy. It keeps a constant state of being, of, you know, of feeling upset. You see somebody and that image comes to your mind again. You reveal, you begin to relieve the things that you have, that has happened in the past. Every time you keep playing the tape over and over and over and over again. So that anytime you see this person, something just goes off inside of you. You might not say it because you don't want to be labelled But inside of you something is there So anger is always bad It's not always bad, sorry But bitterness bitterness is never good Anger is about the presence You see somebody do something right now You are not happy, you respond to it But when you talk about bitterness Bitterness is about something that has happened only God knows when There are people who complain about their father not hugging them when they were 2 years old Now they are about 70 They are still complaining about 2 years old they are complaining about the person. There was a particular story that was told of a, of, a, of, a, of a particular woman. She was about 90 years old and she was talking about her sister. And the, 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 the daughter that was writing out this particular essay said that any time this woman talked about, this, talked about her sister, you will remember that she needed a dollar. I think in 1920 or something. Needed a dollar. And the sister would not give it. And this woman at 90 years old, any time she repeats that story, it was as if it happened yesterday. Something was carried inside of her that was never resolved. And that is what anger is all That's what bitterness is all about. Anger is about today. It's about right now. Bitterness is about years and years and years of repressed, unresolved anger. Bitterness lingers from something that's happened in the past. Bitterness leads to resentment and holding a grudge. It is something that sits there, if not resolved. Anger is easily controlled by the individual. Because if you learn some coping techniques or some anger management system, when you get angry, you know how to do it. That's why they tell you to take a deep breath. And if you watch bad boys, you say, Uzza. You know, you, you, kind of, you kind of relax so that you can calm yourself. You can allow some air to flow into your, blood, into your brain. Your anger can be easily controlled. But bitterness, if, if, if bitterness, when it takes a hold upon an individual, controls the life of that person. When you are taken over by bitterness, you look at that person, you can't stand their sight. Even their voice irritates your mind. You know, the thought of just looking at them crawls is like it's like ants walking all over your body. You know, you do you do you just don't like the sight of those people that is bitterness taking over you? You don't have anything good to say about them. It's not that you don't even have anything, you don't even want to see them. The fact that they are even alive makes you angry. So that is what bitterness is all about. When it takes hold of an individual, that person, it controls that person. The feeling of bitterness will dictate how you react in every situation. The feeling of bitterness will determine how you react in a marriage, will determine how you react in a friend, will determine how you react at the place of work. Anger is usually loud and fast. When somebody is angry, you can see it. The way they talk, their behavior, is loud, it's fast, it's an emotion that dissipates very quickly. But bitterness is slow and quiet. Are you angry? No. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. But inside, if you can just, you know, I've already said it, that if you can plug the video machine to our hearts and play it on these two screens, a lot of us, there are a lot of wonderful things going on inside. A lot of wonderful things. Okay? I don't know whether you guys were here. Said, yeah, it was in church. I said it the other day. I was hearing, I was, I was, uh, I was listening to a particular preacher, and he said in his church he wished he could put a metal detector. Okay, you know those ones that if you are going through the airport thing, and you have some money or you have some coins in your pocket, you go to say and then you have to go back and empty it. Okay, he said we can have a sin detector in church also. Or this time around, we have an anger or a bitterness detector. Okay? So that right after we finish preaching this morning, you are walking out of that place and, Meh, you still have anger, you go back. You go back, Meh, there's bitterness in there, you go back. You know, if we do that, many of us will not go home today. <laughs> because that's, it, it will keep making noise. But the point you are making is that, anger is always loud and fast, but bitterness is slow and quiet. It keeps eating inside of you. It's just there. Eating slowly. Eating slowly. And that is why many people don't go home for Christmas, they don't go home for Thanksgiving. Why? You can't stand that brother, you can't stand that sister. Mom will always bring it up that yes, you have not measured off. And that thing just gets under your skin. So anger is slow and quiet. Now that we have an idea between the difference between anger and bitterness, the question is why do most people get bitter? Why do most people get angry? Why is there anger and bitterness in the life of so many people? The first reason is because of unfulfilled expectation. When life does not go the way you expect it to go, anger and bitterness will follow. When life doesn't go the way you expect it to go. I remember when you were growing up, you had this glorious idea. How are you going to marry? You're going to marry that tall, looking, handsome looking guy. And then by the time you wake up today, you look at the person. He's not that very tall. And definitely not as handsome. You know, but that is a different story. The point you're making is that when life doesn't go the way you expect it to go, anger and bitterness will follow. When you see or you encounter evil and injustice on a daily basis, when you feel powerless, when you feel that somebody is taking advantage of you, somebody is just, you know, somebody is just, just robbing you of your own chance, that person is making you feel like nothing, anger and bitterness happens. If many of us, are, many of us are, are honest today and you are given an opportunity that today, so I think there's a movie where he says, uh, a movie where he said the day of reckoning or something where you can kill your enemies on that 24 hour period. I remember. Eh? Mm-hmm. A porch, yeah. There's a movie called The Porch whereby you can kill anybody that you want. If it is given or if it becomes a reality, a lot of people will do a lot of funky, 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 funky things. Because anger is uh, is normally as a result of evil and injustice that we experience or we perceive evil or injustice that we experience or encounter on a daily basis. Number three, anger is also as a result of loss or denial. I want something that you denied me of it. Or something is very precious to me and is lost. A family member is so precious to me and is lost. A mother is so close to me and is lost. Anger. You become angry at God. You become bitter at God. You refuse to go to church or you refuse to pray. You say, if there is God, why will he take my mother at this tender age? If there is God, why would that little girl be raped? If there is God, why would that particular person have a hit and run accident? If there is God, why are all this evil going on in the world? When there is anger, when there is loss and when there is denial, anger follows. Not only that, when there is misconception and misrepresentation, when, there is misre- mis- when you are being misunderstood, when you are being misrepresented, when you are being misconstrued, when you are being taken out of context, there is, there is, there is that feeling of anger and bitterness that follows. When you come into a particular room and be, oh, and they just look at, just because of the way you look, or because of the way you speak, or because of what, what kind of a association you belong to they classify you that makes you angry and doesn't answer and sometimes gender, uh, gender bitterness in our hearts most importantly people are angry people are bitter when they refuse to let go when there is unforgiveness in their hearts Somebody legitimately did something wrong to you and that person maybe asked for forgiveness or did not ask for forgiveness but you kept holding on to that thing before you know what's happening it's going to continue to build up it's going to continue to build up and you will get to the point where anger and bitterness now becomes the way of life okay when you see all these things happening in our life, we have two options. Option number one is to let it go, option number two is to continue to hold on to it. But if you continue to hold on to it, what will happen is that it begins to build a castle in your heart, it begins to build a stronghold in your mind. And when it does that, before you know what's happening, start building a wall around you. And as it builds a wall around you, initially it's a wall that you can cross over and pray and talk to people and crawl back inside. But as you continue to hold on to it and it keeps building the wall, the only thing you can see sometimes just look over it and then the time will come it will close you off from relationships it will close you off from opportunities it will close you off from relationship with God you will not be able to talk to God anymore because you feel that wall of separation anger and bitterness always end up consuming whoever is harboring them in their life, the question there is this what does anger and bitterness do to you Okay, and why must you get rid of it in your life what does anger and bitterness do to you and why must you get rid of it? Let's take an example from the scripture. Genesis chapter 34. Genesis 34. The Bible tells us, I'm not going to read the entire chapter but I'm going to give you a synopsis of what is going on in there. In Genesis 34, the Bible tells us that there was a particular person called Jacob. Jacob had a lot of children. One of his children was a girl called Dina. Dina was a very pure, pretty lady and she, when they moved to a particular area of town, she became a subject of sexual abuse. She was raped by a particular individual. And then Dina had a lot of brothers. Two of his brothers, Simeon and Levi, they got so angry that they wanted to seek revenge. And they now sought. The revenge and killed people. Now let's fast forward to Genesis chapter 39, Genesis 49. In Genesis 49, the tradition of the children of Israel, was, uh, of, the, of, the, of the Jewish people, was that the father will pronounce a blessing upon his children before passing on. Now it is time for Jacob, which is the father, to pronounce a blessing upon his children. Look at what Jacob said concerning Levi and Simon. After what they had done in Genesis 34, in Genesis 49, Jacob was about to pronounce a blessing upon his children. Look at what he said, Reading from verse number 5, the Bible tells us, Simeon and Levi are brothers, instrument of cruelty, are in their dwelling place. Let not my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they hamstrung an ox. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce. And they are wrought for his crow. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. In other words, the anger and the bitterness that was expressed by Simeon and Levi, Jacob did not forget because it brought a disrepute to the family of Jacob. And when they were, when Jacob was about to pronounce a blessing upon his children, he remembered. And the first thing that anger and bitterness will do to your life is that it breaks you from fellowship. The Bible tells us, it "said Let not my soul." enter their council. In other words, don't let me have fellowship with people who are angry. The first thing that anger will do to you, the first thing that bitterness will do to you is to break your fellowship with people. Somebody that you have already been close to, somebody that you have a relationship with you, immediately you have unresolved anger and bitterness against that person, fellowship is broken. You cannot be angry with somebody and hold hands with that person and be doing jolly well. It's not possible. Except of course your mind has really crossed the mark, it has really crossed the mark that you are no longer, you are, you are, no longer, you are past feelings. So the first thing that anger and bitterness does to you is break fellowship. Number two, it destroys communion. Look at that verse of the scripture. Genesis 49 verse 6. It says, Let not my soul enter their council. Let not my honor be united to their assembly. Communion is broken when there is anger and bitterness. You are not able to freely have a conversation with them anymore. You are not able to freely have that fellowship with them anymore. You are not able to really consult, you know, have counsel, talk to each other, seek each other's advice. When I'm pissed at you, why would I come to you for advice? So what, fell, what anger and bitterness does, number one is to be able to break fellowship, number two is to destroy communion, number three is that it leads to destruction. Look at verse number six, for their anger they slew a man. Do you know how many wars have been fought because one person was angry? Do you know how many lives have been lost just because one person did not take time to resolve a, a particular issue in his own heart and he decided to take it out on other people? The anger and bitterness, the result of anger and bitterness in life is not only to break fellowship, not only to cancel communion, but it also destroy, leads to destruction. Number four, it attracts judgment. The Bible tells us in verse number, uh, uh, Genesis 49 verse 7, it says, "Cast be your anger, for it is fierce it attracts judgment. When you are angry at somebody and you refuse to let go, the judgment of the Almighty God rests upon that person. Because the Bible says do not let the sun set on your anger. You have a right to be angry, you have a right to be pissed, but you should not continue to hold on to it. That's why there is a word forgiveness in the scriptures. Anger and bitterness always attracts judgment. Anger and bitterness also creates division. Look at the Bible in verse forty seven again He said, "I will divide them in Jacob. In other words, it was because they were united, that was why they were able to carry out the atrocities. That was why their anger was able to, for the, to do what it, what it did. But in order to prevent the anger, the Lord is saying that when you continue to hunger, when you continue to harbor anger and bitterness in your heart, it's going to create division. I cannot continue to harbor animosity against my sister. I cannot continue to have this anger, angry feeling towards her and continue to be united with her having a fellowship with her. No! I can't do that. If I'm a honest person, but if I'm a dishonest person, I can continue to laugh. If I'm hypocritical, I can continue to laugh and yet still have something against her. But anger creates division. Bitterness creates division. Not only that, it poisons everything that you put your hands into. The Bible says, "I will not only divide them in Jacob; I will scatter them throughout the whole of Israel." Simeon, these were some of the these were, these were some of the other children of, uh, of of Jacob, but the Bible makes us understand that these two tribes, they found find they had little or nothing in Israel. Simeon had a little place, but they were very small. They now had to become very close to Judah in order to have an inheritance. But even the Levi, they were not given any kind of inheritance. They were just scattered all over the whole places. They are dwelling places within the tents. They became ministers all across. The point I'm making is that when you allow anger and bitterness to take root in your life, it poisons everything. It poisons the mercy of God. It poisons relationship, it poisons your prayer life, it poisons your ability to do anything, it poisons even the work that you do in your place of work. Because anger and bitterness will find expression. It's like a smoke that you put in a container, it will always find an expression. You cannot contain it. So it poisons everything and it results in immeasurable loss. Because you cannot quantify the damage that anger and bitterness does in your life, in my life, in a community. You can imagine you introduce anger into a place like this. Before you know what's happening, people will be pitched against each other. It causes immeasurable loss. Both Simon and Levi had, no or had little or no inheritance in Israel. Just because of that anger that they displayed. The question was the how then do you deal with anger in your life? I'll give you a quick synopsis of how you deal with it. Number one, you deal with anger by recognition and admission. You know, when you have that issue, you have to recognize and you have to admit it. The Bible tells us, oh God, I acknowledge my foolishness. My sins are not hid before thee. In other words, I acknowledge it. I know I have a problem with anger. I know I have a problem with uh, with bitterness. I am I'm admitting it and I'm recognizing it as an issue in my life. Then the next thing is not just to admit and recognize, but for you to repent and to forsake. The Bible says that he that covereth his sin shall not prosper. But whosoever confess and forsake them shall have mercy. In other words, when you know that you have a problem with anger, you have a problem with bitterness, the Lord is saying that it is good for you to recognize it, but it is better for you to repent and to forsake it. It is better for you to let it go, because He said, if you cover it up, it's going to haunt you. If you cover it up, it's going to destroy your relationship. If you cover it up, it's going to mess up the things that God has in store for you. Not only that, the Lord is now saying, how do you deal with it? He said, by release, you forgive and you release. It is one thing for you to repent. It is another thing for you to let it go. It is one thing for you to say, I am no longer doing this thing. It is another thing to say, okay, I turn it out completely. A man has a problem with a particular issue in his life. I have a problem with a particular individual in my life. It is one thing for me to say, I forgive that person. It is another thing for me to say, I release that offense. The Bible says, be angry and say not. Let not the sun go down upon your rod. You have to be able to forgive and release and let it go. One of the biggest problems in this community, in this society, is that people don't know how to let go. They will remember issues of the past. And that is what is keeping many people in bondage. How do you deal with bitterness? You deal with bitterness by requesting the grace of God and the power of the Almighty God to overcome it. Because the fact that you are releasing something, the fact that you are forgetting and forgiving somebody, doesn't mean that the heart is not there doesn't mean that when you see that person, you are not going to remember. It simply means that you need the grace of God to be able to overcome. And the grace to overcome only comes from the Almighty God. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest in me. In other words, in your own power, you cannot get rid of anger. In your own power, you cannot get rid of a bitterness. You need the power of the Almighty God. You need the grace of God, and you need the power of God working in your life. In closing, therefore, I want us to go back and read a verse of the scripture. Hebrews chapter 12. I want us to start reading from verse number 14. The Bible tells us this. It says, follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace with all men, and holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. But look at verse number 15. He said, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. He said, Make sure that you guard your heart. Make sure you protect your heart. Make sure that you do not allow the root of bitterness to take hold in your life. Because as soon as you allow the root of bitterness to be there Oh, so-so person did something for me in 1920 I am never going to forgive it. I am not going to forgive that person I will continue to remember that If you allow that to take hold in your life The Bible is saying that that thing will defile you And that simply means that that thing is going to mess you up it's going to mess up your prayer life. It's going to mess up your relationship. It's going to mess up so many things in your life. Is said, Looking diligence lest any man fail the fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiles. If we are going to move to a place where we are positioned ourselves to receive the blessings of God, if we are going to see God move on our behalf, the first thing that you need to deal with is the issues of the heart. What is going on inside of your heart? As long as there's bitterness. As long as there's anger, as long as there's unforgiveness, as long as there's malice, as long as all those things are there. The Bible says that the Lord, He say man looks on the physical. say, but God looks on the inside. What is inside of us? Because it's what is inside that God will walk with. And if God is going to move you to where you need to be, we need to be able to win the battles of the heart.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today. Thank you.